think there is a 13 on the clock. Oh, could be. Uh, 1300 would be 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, welcome back to Ken's Conversation. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny. I'm one of your hosts, Ken. And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about computer stuff. Would that make two of your hosts? <laughs> Would if I'm one of your hosts and you're one of your hosts, what's what's one of your hosts, one of your hosts, plus one of your hosts? Would that make two? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> you just ruined the flow, just like oh, you ruined that God. movie for me of Lord of the Rings. What are we talking about? <laughs> we could talk about Lord of the Rings. We'll have to. Um, we'll have to come back to that someday. But you know, one and two is three. We're talking about USB three and all the other connections uh, for computer stuff. Uh, yes, it could be boring for some of you, but it's going to be important. From now on until future endeavors on what kind of computer and what kind of connection it needs to have here pretty soon. Um, so we're going to go into a discussion on the different USBs that we know that you're familiar with and what is going on with that technology now and what that means for the future. Um, and I can relay that over to dad and he'll explain what we're going to talk about. What's, what, what, what's a USB? That's what we have to talk about. That's what's right. USB? Is it just a connector? It can be. <laughs> like, like, could you use it to button your shirt together if you had a, two USB connections? No, I don't think that's what it's for. Unbuttoned shirt. Oh, unbuttoned. Un, un, USB. Poked shirt button could be USB. Unpoked. Sure, but yeah, an acronym. Oh, acronym for USB. Yeah. Un- oh, S. Oh, the. Oh, I get it. It's yeah. spelled P S, and the P is silent, like psoriasis. Starts. Where's with P. the P? I don't know. You, you, <laughs> you. I said untucked shirt button. Okay. Where? Where? So where'd you get psoriasis? Oh, untucked before? shirt button. Yeah. You had a P in there. Somewhere. I didn't. What are you talking? You have been listening to nothing, nothing. The past conversation, the past hour since dinner, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Ken and Kenny Vision, and we are sometimes in a different universe. <laughs> he's he's getting that from WandaVision. No, we've I been we've been watching WandaVision for a while, so we're pretty we're pretty satisfied on what the last episode yeah. had to show us. So USB is a universal serial bus. Oh, like, like when kids go on a bus, <laughs> not the magic bus. Oh no! So what's a universal serial bus? What does that mean? It's an industry standard that establishes specifications for cables and connectors and protocols for connection, communication, and power supply interfacing between computers, peripherals, and other computers. But what does that mean for me? So it's how you plug stuff into other stuff it's one method right. one of many methods mm-hmm. it it was uh uh popularized invented by oh what was that guy's name i just had it here a second ago i thought he i thought he died uh the inventor spiritually no no i think he i thought he had passed away ajv bot and i'm probably pronouncing his right name bot. b-h-a-t-t how coincidental he's says here 63 years old born in india and he developed the universal serial bus and accelerated excuse me agp accelerated graphics port and pci express oh i remember that too Mm -hmm. since i used to work at dell but people that demanded those kind of connections and so for most most things, we have computers talking to each other, machines, if you want to call them. Uh, and in order to just sometimes get power, or in other instances, translate to do something, 
there had to be some sort of connection to the other machine to understand, oh, I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to be connected to the main computer or some output in order to work that function. Yeah, so it used to be that there were serial bus connectors. Uh, Depending on how old you are in our audience there, if you're my son's age, you probably don't recall very much unless you've been into computers ever seeing a serial bus connector. Most everything that you've dealt with has been USB. Yeah, for the or, most And or HDMI. And, and when you're looking at um, like things like uh, videotape players or even PS3 or, or whatever, mm-hmm. they had either composite video for digital yeah. or they had... RCA jacks, the red, and yep. the, the, the three, three yellow, red, prong. and white, right? Yeah. So it was a big deal when USB came out because back to serial port. So, so like a mouse, for example, I'm looking at a picture that shows a serial mouse and a USB mouse. The difference was is that a serial connection typically wasn't really good about carrying very much data in both directions, and it wasn't real good if at all, about carrying power. Mm-hmm. And USB became more of a an, a universal connection that could be used for lots of things. So if anybody's listening to us today, most likely they have phones or other things that connect into a USB port or power supply, or just a portable you know, wall charger that has mm-hmm. a USB connection on it that they plug in. And then at the other end of that, could be USB, Thunderbolt. Um, there's a ton of other connectors, like in that picture you had. Yeah, I have I have a picture here diagram um, uh, where it provides the different USBs over the time frame, but also the speed. Now, what is what is what is why do you have to worry about speed? Well, um, with USB, um, you've noticed. If you go on Amazon, if you try and look up technical stuff, you'll hear, oh, this this gadget uh, can can uh, be compatible with USB 2.0 or 1.5 or uh, 3.0. Um, and the reason for that is because each of those generations of USB had different speeds of data transfers that it could handle. Um, the more The more you had... Uh, or the 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 larger the generation the USB you have, uh, the better it could translate data. Um, now, if you're just connecting, let's say, a laptop, and or not a laptop, a keyboard or a mouse onto your computer, um, it probably doesn't need that much speed of data uh, because it's doing a simple task. Most of the simple tasks can now handle. Uh, USB 2.0. Um, the other thing that you have to watch out for is if you have a USB 3.0, but your computer only has USB 2.0, it won't transfer or possibly be compatible and work the same way. It might work, but not. It will never step up. T- <clears throat> cable know, cable connection by itself it'll will function a hundred percent. It will. It'll. it'll function typically it'll function at the speed of usb 2.0 right um so at, at that point why why does that matter why are we telling you guys why why this usb thing is important to you well um we notice that technology is continually changing almost it seems like twice every year it seems like it's changing um but that also means on how your everyday devices is going to be affected. So um, you, we talk about USB 2, 3. Uh, you said there was, a, there was a new one, 3.1, and then there's rumors of a 4.0. That's what I saw. USB 4 says USB system specified... That was released in version 1.0 on 
August 29, 2019, by the USB Implementers Forum. It, USB 4 requires USB-C connectors, which is Thunderbolt. Yeah, so USB-C <clears throat> has, is now the newest U, USB type. Um, and ra- here, rapidly, it's becoming the new standard USB um, connector. Um, USB-C um, is now a lot faster than USB 3, uh, possibly slightly bit faster than 3.1. We're not sure what the speeds are for 4.0, but USB-C, if you had to to compare it, if you ever have an Apple Apple MacBook or an iMac computer, a lot of their connections are different from, let's say, my computer, like a PC, a uh, Windows PC, where they'll have a lot of Thunderbolt connection, which, in if you were debating about it, about it Thunderbolt could handle multiple peripherals as well as other devices. And USB-C has finally come out to kind of... Uh, do the same thing as what Thunderbolt would do. And what this is talking about is USB 4. This might be something that our listeners can can deal with because they talk about their internet services all the time. But the amount of data that can go through this little tiny wire that's connected to between your devices or peripherals is uh, it's it's nominally works best at 20 gigabits per second. Yeah but can result in as much as 40 gigabits per second. So pretty much up to Thunderbolt 3 or USB-C. I think USB-C is 100, can go up to 100. I'm trying to look at my notes here. I think that's right, right there on your chart. Well, this is Thunderbolt 3, but USB-C is not on there. USB-C is Thunderbolt. Yeah, theoretically, yes, because they have the same type of connection. So what does that mean for you and your future devices? So let's say you have a phone um, from a year or two ago, uh, and you're kind of due for a new phone. Um, You will have to start finding new adapters to connect with USB-C. Okay, well, that's just phones. Well... Uh, a lot of these items that require USB or USB-C connection, like uh, you can see like lights that can uh, be powered up from your computer or other, um, other adapters are now switching over to USB-C. Um, and uh, like I said, it probably won't be affected now because USB-C, USB is type A is the 3.0 and 3.1 and 4.0. Those are the types that are still being used today because a lot of people still have devices used for their um, products uh, to sell out to consumers. And the consumers um, can still utilize that for like a thumb drive if you have special documents. A lot of students still have the, the USB type A connecting for, thumb, uh, for their thumbnail drive to transfer documents and data. So at that point, you eventually want to get a USB-C transfer because it's a little bit faster. So what kind of projects or data or documents you need a USB-C or Thunderbolt 3 for? Those are kind of the big project, um, heavy heavy pushers of data, right. like music, video, video, with video, CAD would probably work as well. Um, so those, those types of things you might want because... Uh, for Thunderbolt 3 or USB-C because the data transfer is a lot faster than USB. USB is good for, like I said, general stuff, small documents and data if you're coming from um, a thumb drive, um, and that's about it. So I think there'll still be a use for USB Type-A connector, but um, like for me, I have to use USB-C to... um, trying to give an example well my laptop here for example it's you it has two usb c's um in order to connect uh power supply and basically as a peripheral option to my to my tv um that dad can look at 
and it still has the option for two USBs because I know that I still have USB connection devices in order to work from that. And the only USB I think I was just using for my recorder. But um, do you see a future in changing in uh, from what you're used to? Well, I mean, it's it. What I keep looking looking at and looking for is well, well, why does anybody care? Why why do we care about the connectors and you know some people are going to say well i just want to charge my phone wirelessly i don't even want to plug in a wire to yeah, it right? which comes into that too yeah so what what happens with the push of of data transfer uh wired transfer at least as far as things go today for the most part is always faster yeah unless you have a, a wired connection right and, excuse me but the I think at some point the technology is going to make a crossover that there's going to be, and I think that there's a, there's probably circumstances where you can have a wireless push and reception compatibility. I mean, there's wireless docks that do, do a fine job of managing computer data and stuff, but, um, it, 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 what am I trying to say? The, the evolution of the way the technology rolls out is they, they make steps like they'll come out with another processor that's got higher clock speeds and it's usually every year, year and a half, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll notice new processors come out and they, they get faster and smaller and they run cooler and not so hot and all that kind of stuff that, uh, comes out. And I think that the USB four and, and other ports and, cable connections are just going to make that jump but what that'll do is it'll make things more portable wouldn't it be nice i'm sitting here looking at our studio Mm. you know we we don't have a lot of wires hanging out but you know but wouldn't it be nice to eventually not have any right and i think i think Mm -hmm. that is still something they're doing research on is if you if you want to be if you want to have the fastest connection you want to have the the less laggiest the most lossless connection you want as far no matter what it is as far as music production video editing uh streaming for those that are streaming uh you want or or do anything on the internet you you want to try and like be as less cable as you possibly can but at the same time at least for today's society you're sacrificing speed so as an example for those of you that love the wire wireless charging of your phones or doing um, do wireless internet related stuff like going to work or doing work or um, sending an email or doing something on Facebook or even gaming, um, I would I would challenge you to uh, get a tool that you can find online and compare a wired connection versus a wireless connection. So with phones. Yes, uh, a wire wireless charging is is doable on these phones, but I can probably almost bet you if you had to compare uh, one phone that's charging wirelessly and another phone that's being charged with the cable, I bet you the cable can out out charge out, faster, out charge or yeah, charge faster than the wireless one. Well, here's the other thing: is why do people care about going from three G to four G to five G phones? Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not just the phones processors that are getting faster and the cameras that are getting better. It's the ability to to push and and receive that data right faster. And it's not it's not just data. I, the other thing I was reading about here is it falls in the same lines is this, this uh, one um, distinction that's outlined here as an example says, uh, where'd it go, where'd it go? With USB super speed, we didn't, we, we didn't have quite the flexibility in architecture to really manage those two distinct bandwidths, so data and video in a combined fashion over the connector. So USB... Again, 2.0 has been somewhat limited in what it can do. This one talks about, so what if, let's say you have a USB 4 with a 40 gigabit maximum, you're outputting to a 4K monitor, 
while copying a ton of files from an external solid state drive, which are super fast. Let's stipulate the video feed needs about 12.5 gigabytes. In that case, USB port would allow, excuse me, would allocate the remaining 27.5 megabits per second to your backup drive. So again, it allows you to kind of, your computer to multitask mm. in say data transfers, data and video. So let's say I'm, I don't know if I'm doing a, uh, if we were taking a video recording of our current or this recording, this recording, Ken's crew, right. And we were doing video and we also have audio and who knows, maybe we're streaming text so that mm-hmm. somebody who is, uh, doesn't have hearing can see what we're doing, right? Yeah. We want to transfer that to a hard drive or to a network attached storage. We might use the, the faster we can do that and offload it to another hard drive or to a separate computer to, I don't know, um, edit the video, edit the audio, do your final version of it before you post it. Yeah. All those things are going to be faster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a faster, you know, why do you put more RAM in a computer? Why do you have a, you know, an i7, um, processor over an i5? So data protocols are going to be better Yeah, for everything that we do with them. Yeah. We, we don't know. It's one of those things where you almost don't know until you have it. Right. Right. You get the latest iPhone or latest Samsung, you know, Android phone. You don't know what you're missing until you get it. And you go, oh, it's got three cameras and it does yeah. this. And I can, look, I can do slow motion, but I can also, I don't know what the stuff they can do. They can squeeze in. Well, if they're doing, especially like, let's, for example, take the iPhone <coughs> Pro Max. Right. It's either the Pro Max or just the Pro that does all this incredible capabilities as far as 4K phones and stuff. And it's all in that phone. Well, guess what? That has to be transferred over to a computer eventually. So they can technically do it wirelessly, but at the same time, they need to have some sort of connector that's fast enough to transfer quickly from that device to an, to another device. And so if they just did it USB, it would transfer eventually, but it wouldn't be fast enough. And so if that's why with Thunderbolt and USB-C from a phone, especially one of those high-end flagship phones, takes a lot to transfer that kind of data because they can do 4k now um they need a they need some sort of connection that can transfer that data quickly for those those creative jobs that require um doing stuff very fast otherwise they're just sitting there for an hour waiting for a five minute 4k video or even even more even tvs now are what 8k yeah they're getting they're getting towards 8k now but uh but it's it's becoming more and more of um, how fast can we can we go and can we go faster? Um, and why, why is faster always? Better? But at the same so so you might ask, well, will this will this will this help with my with my with all my stuff that I have connected to? To some extent, yes. Uh, with computers. Uh, and when I say computers, I'm not just talking about laptops and and desktops. I'm talking about uh, TV, cell phones, um, anything that has to do with a digital pad. Those compu- those are computers or machines, however you want to say it. They all require for you to um, have a connection, and it will take some time to go there, depending on your 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 workstation. So for example, let's say, let's say you have slow connection connecting, um, music or let's say a video coming from your phone to a computer, the connection USB-C would probably make it faster as far as transferability. But let's, that doesn't answer the question as far as like editing stuff. Um, because that really involves on your computer side as far as CPU, RAM, like dad mentioned, and how much space you have. Right. Um, so USB, uh, so the, all these connections that we're talking about, it's more onto the transfer between devices through, and and the capability like of, um, if you had like a USB uh, connected lamp, 
but you can turn it on via your computer, you know, that acts probably as fast as you, as you turning on the button. Right. So think of it that way. Not think of like, Oh, if I get USB-C, whatever, then my things, my device is going to go fast. Right. It's only faster as far as transferability. It's not necessarily making anything faster. The, the, the same thing. So, so all the stuff that the, these connections, again, we're, we're not just talking about USB. So some, some of the fun stuff, well, fun, all of you out there, you, you have either you do it or you have somebody do it to connect your, um, your, your PlayStation to your TV or your Xbox to your TV or your DVD and or Blu-ray player to your TV, right? How are they connected? We were talking about RCA, you know, cables before. Now your TV is connected to your cable box or your satellite dish box, typically by one cable, which is what? HDMI. Yeah, that was a trick question because there's also another connection that it can do. Yes, I mean, we have... That's advanced stuff. Yeah, there's one thing, uh, one of the TVs we have around here still has a fiber optic digital audio cable. Oh, it's because I have an old Bose system. And it has digital output. Everything else is RCA because it's an older Bose system. But it, it still puts out good sound for... A, a free bow system that I got, mm-hmm. but anyway. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and that's less wire clutter, right? It's le- less things that you have to hook up to a device. And, and the, the cool thing about HDMI is that it carries sound and video. There is, if you look up in Kickstarter, there is a wireless HDMI transmitter, uh, that you can connect from one device HDMI to another HDMI. The only thing I think I saw review was because it's wireless, I think probably via Bluetooth is, is just, there's a slight delay because it is wireless. And again, that goes back to wired versus wireless. Yes, it's great. Um, uncluttered. There's no, there's nothing that makes it look crappy. Everything's clean and cut. But at the same time, unless your internet is like fiber optic speed to where nobody's on it and it's just you, then, you know, it could possibly have some delays or slow down. Or if you, if you, um, also like run out of, um, run out of, uh, if your internet goes down, then you're, then you're in trouble. Um, and then you might have to rely on blue Bluetooth if it if it well does Bluetooth run on? Doesn't run on TVs. Doesn't run no not TVs internet. It may run on TVs, but typically internet Bluetooth. But Bluetooth is its own device. It it is its own Feature. wireless connection protocol. It's kind of like USB. It's it's like wireless USB to some extent. Mm-hmm. Right, lets you connect devices, headsets, and headphones, and your car, and Bluetooth. Bluetooth is very, very cool. I, I would, I don't know if Bluetooth's data rate transfer would ever be able to conquer video, just because on how big those files are. It, it has, yeah, it has to do with mm-hmm. the throughput of the protocol of sending packets back and forth. This is really boring, I bet, for some of our people. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Oh, great. Now they're talking about Bluetooth. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Where's your Bluetooth? Oh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Get over it. Well, sometimes the protocol is. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. That was, but that's a uh, Bluetooth. Another matter. Um, Bluetooth saves a lot of headache. If you want to do jam in your room, if you want to listen to music, I think uh, Bluetooth is very good on that. Or remote control, Bluetooth does a very good job at that. 
Bluetooth saves lives. I'm I'm seeing all kinds of wireless video HDMI stuff. There's stuff at uh, some of the big box stores or some mm. uh, online. Um, March. <laughs> what if you could set up an HD TV in another room of your house, like downstairs or a gaming room, and man in your man cave or she shed or in the garage or even on the deck is there a way to do this without installing a separate top box for that tv go wireless video hdmi it's not new although me and not have heard of it yet provides up to 4k quality video from any media source to your tv <coughs> interesting i told you wireless uh, means you're sending video and audio to your tv from your computer blu-ray player or game console wireless so does it say is it it doesn't say that it's like uses bluetooth or uses its own device or uses um uh, wireless to connect to the internet to transfer the data here's what it's not okay Let's see. Wireless video HDMI is not like Chromecast device or other streaming media equipment, which uses the home Wi-Fi network. It also does not work like Miracast or Intel's Wi-Di, which is what some of the computer systems use for docking stations that are wireless by screen mirroring. Instead, it is a direct connection without wires between your media source and your TV. So there's no degradation degradation in quality or high latency so that means it's got some latency hmm. um the main reason is just because of wire clutter or if you want to you know remote you don't have to use wi-fi but you do have to have essentially you're plugging in a transmitter or a receiver a transmitter is so radio signals or yes more or less yep so that could still be something that could eventually uh, interrupt it, potentially. Yeah, and if it's at 4K, that's basically tells you, you, you can go do the math and tell you what, what the data rate has to be to transfer video and data packets for, for TV and stuff. That's interesting. I think, I think like, like you were talking about, I think eventually we'll get to that point but the technology isn't there or maybe it's not focused on that particular innovation yet right. because here lately it's been really it's been the connection type like they've been all over the USB 2.0 then the 3.0 and then the 3.1 and then all of a sudden 4.0 so they're really onto the connection and USB um, USB C and Thunderbolt so i feel like if they diverted the attention and research to doing that, maybe they can do it. Um, but, or maybe because of that sort of science of radio frequency, there's just so much you can do. There you go. You said something that's key. And I was looking at one of the things for wireless HDMI restaurants and bars, doctor's offices where you could go put a TV somewhere, right? That all is great and wonderful. But at some point, everything being wireless does not make sense. And people go, why not? There's only so many frequencies. Mm -hmm. There's only so much that you can get into a frequency. Now, mm -hmm. that technology has vastly improved. If you have, like us, we don't have cable TV or, did, or, or um, satellite. We use over-the-air antenna, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, Channel 5 has got, what, 5.1, 5.2, 5.3, 5 5.4, whatever. So it's transmitting four separate TV programs across four channels, essentially on Channel 5. Yeah. It's piggybacking. Back when we used to have, remember when we used to have a big 12-foot satellite dish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think um, we used it a couple times. Oh, I, I remember a lot before. We, I remember watching some Spanish versions of Dragon Ball Z, and yeah. there was some anime about soccer. But it was very like we barely got got signal. Well, what was cool about it, and a lot of places still use. They may not use really big dishes. The bigger the dish, the more 
transmission. Yeah, uh, you can collect more. It depends. There's oh. a lot of satellites up there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> there was a switch. <clears throat> excuse me. There was a switch on the on the receiver box because I had to I had to dial in the t- stations yeah. by hand. There I was a dial, that. right? Yeah. And there was a needle to tell you the yes. signal strength. But it wasn't like so, so there was a there was like a plus and a minus yeah. switch. I actually had gone out to the carried the box and stuff when I was setting it up in the yard, setting the dish up, and I carried everything out there. Like, I think I even carried a TV out there because I needed to adjust the dish, yeah. and I read up all the, all the stuff. Anyways, the switch, like so, let's say I cha- tuned in a satellite TV station. Uh, let's just I'm just gonna I don't know what the channel was. Channel 100. Mm-hmm. So I was watching a TV program. The signal was super clear. If you flip the switch from plus to minus, there was a little tiny servo in the receiver on the dish that would change. It would it would turn. I think it was just ninety degrees. Yeah, this this little thing would turn ninety degrees physically. Turn ninety. So degrees. what did that do? As far what as it did the is it, it went from channel one hundred to now like channel one hundred one. Hmm. But but what it was doing was the if you will, the, the beam of the frequency coming down from the satellite in one direction, say vertically. Yeah. If you looked at the beam as a, like a ribbon, like on a birthday package, right? If if it was vertical, there was a television station coming down on that beam vertically. Once you flipped the servo and turned it horizontally, it was the same piece of ribbon, if you will, but at a different twisted angle that broadcast a completely separate channel. Mm. But it was the same beam of frequency. It's like it's like putting in a key with different slots does different results. Like kinda. Kind of like well, it's the same key. Like let's say you put the key in and there's a roller on the key and you can change it and say, Oh, now I unlocked this. And if I roll it to another number, I, I'm still in the same slot and I right. unlock something else. So that's kind of the same. So, concept. so again, digital TV today now is they're piggybacking signals, multiple channels yeah. off of a very small frequency. Well, we get to talk about frequencies at some point, at least and we say this with current technology, you can only get so many signals in the, in, in there well yeah 20 years ago there was no digital tv it, it wasn't there wasn't no channel 5.1 5.2 it, it didn't work that way it was analog mm-hmm. it, it came across the air in a at a different frequency and the transmitters and receivers were different mm. so who knows what's going to happen 30 years from now are they going to be able to do from you know 5.1 to 5.1,000, and there's going to be th- a thousand channels of channel five <clears throat> on the same wavelength. Mm. And I, and for the people that are much smarter than me on frequencies and transmission rates, I'm probably not talking this very well. No, I think I do know someone that's in radio broadcast that can probably emphasize on that, that they can do it in a future, future episode at some point. <laughs> But not today, um, but but yeah. What does that what does that mean for all, all of you for USBians or Thunderboltians? Um, I would just watch your devices and plan on changing your devices to adapt with USB-C and or Thunderbolt. If you're not at that point, uh, Thunderbolt three and USB-C are slight. Are they are the same connectors, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I think so. The the most frustrating thing, and I'm not there yet. You, you've you've crossed the bridge. I did. Is, is when they took away standard. What is it? One point eight millimeter headphone jacks out of the iPhone. Oh and yeah. And you got to use the stupid proprietary Apple adapter to be able to plug in your headphones. Well, because they're so tell they're me, are there any headphones that have a Thunderbolt adapter? Are not a Thunderbolt connection without an adapter? The there probably is, but it's not advertised as much because I would probably say because a lot of it is now being changed to wireless headphones, and that's kind of where everyone's kind of moving on because they don't want to 
worry about wires that are coming in. But again, at the same time, wireless does not always. So, so for example, um, if you're going to be a music producer, you can do wireless if you don't have that much going on. But in order to get, and maybe I'm wrong, I could have my friend that, because I also took audio audio classes, but he actually completed his to tell to tell you more. But I feel like because I have my headphones wired into the computer, I can get uh, less latency to hear what's going on and hear exactly what I'm missing that I need to um, edit into our podcast as an example, or even for music when I was for our band, you had to have, you had to be critically listened to every single parts of the music and frequencies. But if you get some latency, you kind of miss those, like um, those things from, from listening to it. So, and I think wires can also power, power uh, headphones. I have special studio head monitors, um, they do have wi- wireless ones that they're now doing, but they're just, like super expensive. But I think that they also self-powered. And what's the problem with wireless? It's not fast enough. Batteries. That's true. At some point, they haven't solved that issue. So I like, I like to say this: everything is better. We, we talk of the current worldwide situation. Mm-hmm. Everything is better the more direct it is. So, although the video and the quality of high-definition movies and TVs is, you see every pore in someone's face and everything, and if an actor is attractive, actor or actress is attractive, you get to see them on a big screen, they're super attractive because you can see them, but if they get blemishes and they didn't cover it up with the film you get to see all the blemishes and everything else too not that that makes any difference anyways my point is (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) the the more direct a connection is so i'm going to make an analogy out of our human connection the more real the experience so Mm -hmm. for example have you ever seen a sunset or a sunrise or something that you've seen, the Grand Canyon, looking out at the mountains, whatever, that you have seen, that you and I have gone to an air show, something we've seen live that we've also videoed, and then you show somebody else the video because you want to share the experience with them? It's not the same. Right. Never. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that it will ever be the same. It, it might be close when they can add smell and wind and touch and feel and 3d and almost like recreate you being there which virtually which vr is getting close to it so like i finally got to play on the oculus rift with my girlfriend and um it's getting super precise as far as visuality but again but it will never replace the real thing right a photograph i've taken i don't know how many photographs i've taken that have tried to reproduce something that is even something that's not far off like a i don't know flower or something up close and and people think oh that's great that's pretty that's beautiful you know you should blow it up and put it in a frame that's fine it's not the same as being there and i think that the experience somebody was talking about this uh, recently on the um, radio this week about um uh, even CDs, you know, a lot of people have gone back to vinyl because there's something about the the scratches and the ticks and the hisses that you get from vinyl that gives it more of the real studio effect of when, for it's example, more, the Beatles recorded it. It's a more it or, pure sound than, I don't want to say more than CD, but definitely more analog and pure noise from coming from a vinyl instant. Uh, better than digital digital is has gotten better but as far as the authenticity the pureness that uh comes from vinyl i think that's what people like to like the sound that is coming from speakers like i still have your set i remember Um, when cds came out and i was like totally blown away with how 
clear they were. But now it's almost so clear that it's got no depth to it. I think also the same time vinyl has has made their sleeves more decorative. So like I went to my friend's house and they have a whole bunch of vinyls that they like to play with the simple setup that they do. They've now got uh, vinyl players have gotten more simpler, but they also have like a wall that looks like decor decor um, that's just hanging on, on, uh, on a wall shelf that they've uh, hammered into it. And it looks actually pretty nice. A lot of the artwork is pretty cool. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's also just another aspect. They love the, they love like the art design on a CD, uh, cover, but it's covered with plastic. They're not getting like the full immersion of, yeah. of the art. art even, cover. even the hundred or so vinyl records that we have in our rack. If you pick one up, they, they've got stories and there's stuff written on them. You can never get that out of a CD. No. Even if it was one of those like old DVD or Blu-ray boxes, you open it up and it had, you know, I don't know, two or three hinged things yeah. in there in a store. You still couldn't get it. You had to pull it up on screen and read it, which is fine. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that. But but the experience of a a a record, a vinyl record, and its sleeve and what what the packaging and like you said, the artwork and all the other stuff that goes with it, the, the tact, it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of people that are really used to reading digital books. That's fine. Again, nothing wrong with that. There's a whole people wondering, well, well how come people are still printing books? Cause people love to have a book in their hand and, and, uh, dog ear the page where they left off or, highlight it or have it on a shelf or bend it over backwards or or have it on the shelf as a decor to show people like wow this guy's pretty knowledgeable and look at all the books that he's read yeah so it whatever but um me like i don't do vinyls i like to personally i like to do cassette players i always like the little tiny sounds that it makes the the machine noises when you insert a cassette tape and then close the the door and press the um hear that hear that click play button i kind of like that more than the vinyl um there's a company that actually makes cassette players for bands that i like to listen to but i think it also depends on the bands if they or their publishers um, to see if they want to go through that route. But the cool thing is that we've got the equipment. We've got a Morant stereo and That's the true. Bose We system. do have the equipment for and it. And the cassette deck that you have will do dubbing, so, which is you can make copies of so cassettes. So if you are a band that would love to have a cassette copy, um, contact my dad. He'll do it for you for, I don't know. I don't know. He'll, he'll negotiate the we'll pricing. Yeah, he'll what are you talking about? Like, like if you have a... A well, record or a and they want a cassette a CD version and they of it. want to have it in on cassette. Yeah. Yes, we could probably set that up. I'm not set up to do it right this minute, but we could do that. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do a new segment of our show. We are. That's gonna be called Unread and Unready. <laughs> do you know what it's gonna be about? Unread stuff. No. Un. Well, to uh, you maybe not the color red stuff. No, it's not anything about the color. Unread. So it's just a segment, uh, unread and unready. It's more or less talking about people that just doesn't know. Um, I'm not going to say what I do for a living because uh, I don't want to give any hints, but I have tons of stories where uh, the customer, even though the motto is the customer's always right, sometimes the customer just doesn't know anything and (laughs) and and it's not trying to be mean but and and i get it everyone has their ignorance i was there when i was a kid i still probably am at this point in time you've experienced it your time frame and 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 it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are i know some people like well these youngins don't know anything the set could be the same for older generations that don't want to do anything so Keeping that in mind, I'm going to read a little. So I took some messages that I was going back and forth <laughs> with a with a customer the other day. Um, I won't give out any names. I'll try not to be specific on what we sell. 
uh, but it has something to do with more elect electronics. Right. So, um, I so I received a message. I purchased this item yesterday. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> if you want to make fun of the grammar, you're more than welcome to. This is texting or typing as of 2021. I'm going wire it to to 220 volt to run a 2.5 horsepower DC motor. If if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. It's ill the the it's fine. just for you. yeah okay for metal lathe in my shop. Can you please email me very specific instructions on exactly how to wire this? I'm pretty handy. Note that I'm pretty handy and wired my entire workshop, but never wired a DC controller and DC uh, DC controller and DC motor. Thanks. Um, this is well. This is through a messaging platform. That I I will not read this platform or tell what the platform is, but we can't contact customers outside of our work. Also, our work helps resell stuff we are not quote unquote a you don't provide technical guidance we're not technical experts on any of this stuff although you could ask us because i actually have wired this stuff before but i am in no question an expert to say you should follow my advice this is what you need to do so and we so we usually tell them that there's a manual that comes with it that should show you how to wire all this all this stuff up and if you can't most of the time you should be able to look online on google or something mm -hmm. like that so anyways so i i i took the liberty of replying to it um the drive should have come with a manual on how to wire it together was there one in the box and the reason i asked that is because <laughs> i thought he already ordered it and he was just asking questions apparently he just ordered it oh. so anyways he comes and replies it has not arrived yet, but if the manual is the same as the one in the ad, I'll need some help. I'm going to pause there. So we did do some photos of some of the manual, but not all of it. Uh, no mention of wires coming in from 220 wires. No mention of wires going to the DC motor. It talks about relays, contacts, jumpers, trim pots. Don't even know what that is. I just need very simple wiring directions to go from my 220 volt junction box to the control and from the control to the motor. If the manual does explain all that in plain terms, I'm sure I'll, I'll be fine. And then I replied, uh, the manual actually has more instructions in the actual copy. We only have a few posted, uh, a few pictures posted on, on our li listing from the manual. So that was probably the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. So out of all that, can you, can you, can you, I know when you fix planes mm -hmm. or let's not say planes, just anything, what do you normally do when you're trying to figure out a problem? Research it. You do research. And what does that entail? I could be manuals, books, um, videos. If I'm, I'll use an airplane. If I'm trying to troubleshoot a heater. Mm-hmm run by gasoline that's on an airplane right and it's not working right because this has happened recently i do do a couple of things first i look at first i look at what i'm working on right and i sometimes either write, draw a sketch or write, take pictures that's very handy now because we have phones right. right and i'll take pictures and i'll look at it and go like okay is there something not connected or whatever and so you do your, your basic troubleshooting nope still not working Next, I go to the manufacturer's books mm -hmm. for the heater, the aircraft, and a parts diagram. Right. Because sometimes one book by itself doesn't give you all the answers. Right. right? Like in your case with this guy, it might not be the, the there might be, he may need to go to completely something different to say, well, what's a pot do? I don't know. Go, go figure it out. What, what's a pot? You got It's like basic electronics. You got to go figure what's a pot do? What's 220 volts? Uh, 220 volts is AC, not DC. Well, you know, you got a problem. You got to get voltage from transferred from 220 to DC volts if you're going to shut a DC pot on. Anyways, so, I, I'm just spec. But, but going back to your <laughs> airplane thing, do, do you ever contact the main manufacturers for technical help or do you get it from the district, from someone that's selling it? Rarely. 
but there are times when we might find out like again from research is okay well it turns out there's a guy in mississippi who knows exactly how to do these things because he's the best right so if we've exhausted if we've exhausted everything on how we do it and 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 we still haven't figured it out like then you wasted a whole day of doing well one time we did we wasted eight hours on an airplane to try to figure out why a particular warning horn was going off and two of us could not figure it out we made a phone call and the guy said bet you got a broken wire right here we hung up the phone went and looked up underneath the airplane and sure enough there was a broken wire right where the guy said it was that guy knew exactly what he was talking about because th- he worked on that kind of airplane but you all un- the time but you under you understood pretty much the fundamentals of of that plane and yep. how it works and all that stuff before this guy was like oh yeah it needs to be that it's like oh it's like yeah they kind of do this because of xyz and that fills in your blank well it turned out it was a hidden uh, yeah the way the wire was broken was not something really easy to so say. here's a continuation if you're curious to know the end of the story um he replies this was a couple days ago just received the controller no manual i highly doubt that uh just a single sheet with less info that the information in the ad please let me know exactly how to wire the controller need to know how to wire for my ac power and how to wire to the dc motor so with this particular drive i know that the factory i know they put in a manual they normally do but in the case that they don't i know that they also have a um, barcode that you can use your scanner to look it up also he could have just googled the drive model part number and put in manual and it would have showed up so anyways hi john there should have been more than a single page manual with that drive unless the factory is starting to put in digitally with a barcode you can scan you can find the manual online i couldn't mention in in this particular platform i couldn't mention anything outside like emails or phone numbers or whatever they could but i couldn't uh you can find the manual online by searching quote unquote um this part number manual i'm not going to say what what we're selling um you will want to choose the one with XYZ with the company that it represents. So I gave him the answer. I gave him an answer to look on a manual right. to at least have him read. And if he gets confused and came back to me, I might have maybe tried and answered it. So the next one, he says, you really don't know how to wire this. Do you ticked me off? It, well, I, I'm saying that I'm not yeah. reading it. No, no, no. Um, and so like I kind of just like sat back at that, and like this guy probably didn't do any research whatsoever when that drive came in, and he's expecting me to explain every single detail, wasting my time of the day to explain to him all all this stuff. Yeah, you maybe could have cut it off at the head when the first question came through and said. I'm sorry. We sell the products. We don't wire them. But I have wired them. I wasn't going to let them know that. But that's this, not your company's job. Right. And so anyways, I'm I'm kind of reading this out because it's it's silly to where like I don't know why why this this I don't I want to say attitude came from to where like like look, we're all in this about knowledge knowledge and trying to learn something from it i i would probably be like him the same way you know i'll admit if if i had no clue about electronics like i don't know how to wire this stuff up but at the same time if i don't put any effort into reading a simple instruction on how to possibly do it and say well what's this mean what's this mean again my guess is he was an older gentleman much older gentleman who didn't want to find any time in his day to sit down on his computer and do some research and find out what these things mean. And, and I think he should, because he's wanting to do this metal lathe stuff. He's going to have to learn this kind of stuff in case something goes wrong. Right. So anyways, so I did reply back. My friend, my friend 
told me, he's like, if I were you, I wouldn't answer, but I would totally understand if you want to. I would just, just do it in the nicest way possible. So I contemplated and I said, I replied, I do know, and I've given you the resources to find the informative manual. I've also attached a picture of the diagram to see where you need to look for on the drive to connect. So I, I actually took a picture of a diagram of, of the part and circled what he needs to look at as far as connecting his motor and drive. As far as your motor, I had no clue about his motor. Right. Like, because motors, from what I understand, have uh, are wired differently, but they also should come with a plate and possibly a manual That's to show right. them how they can connect to it. I said, as far as your motor, you need to look at the motor's wire diagram on the plate to see uh, what wires from that will correlate with the wires in the diagram of the drive. If there's no label on the motor, I would suggest for you to look for that online or contact the manufacturer. That was the last thing I said, yeah. and I never heard back from I was waiting to hear back something yeah. from him. Well, you did well. You did good. I used to do that stuff when I worked uh, with computers. I would, I went out of my way because it, I had a vested, uh, your, I know your thing's not sales and that's, they bring you into that and that's not what you're supposed to be doing. But I was in sales. So my customers were very important for me to make them want to buy more right. stuff from me. So I did go out of my way to find stuff. They would ask me something like, well, how, how do I transfer the data from my old computer to my new computer? And I would go through the same kind of thing. I said, well, there's manuals on this and here's this and here, this is what I said and this is what they say and this is how you should do that. Well, I'm not having any luck. I, I should, I'm getting this error and I'm getting that error. Like, well, we have support for that. So I, I would go through the same kind of steps to, to very delicate, delicately say, I don't have this. Depending on how much time I wanted to invest in it, I might go, okay. I would go and find all, all of our manuals and stuff that actually had the step-by-step -step instructions. This is not something that was in my job mm -hmm. description, right? But I would compile that and put it together because it was one of those things where it's like, what if I get somebody else to ask me this? So I had all these folders right. and things. I was, a pa I'm a email pack rat when I was working in IT and doing that kind of stuff. And I would collect that stuff and it actually came, kind of came in handy because then the next person that asked it, asked those questions, I'd go, oh, look, here's a PDF and fire it off to them. But I, it, it, like I said, it's very time consuming. And yeah. if they're not very, if they're not very willing to help themselves, it makes it really difficult. Well, so, and I, I, I understand if they ask, if they ask questions about something in particular that they weren't unsure of, but it's like, I don't know. I felt like at the same time, the guy didn't, it felt like to me, the guy didn't put forth any effort to try and understand how to connect it. He needed a USB connector in his head. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I'm bringing this full circle. Hey, you're possibly right. But anyways, that was our unread and unready uh, if I do get any more, you'll hear from it here on Ken's Conversation Podcast. Uh, sometimes it's ridiculous. I couldn't find the ones that were super redundant to where it was like, what was this guy's problem? <laughs> um, there are some instances where we have that. It'll probably be mentioned, but... Uh, Remember, they're just asking for help. Yeah, but, you know, it's fun to just yeah. tell them that they're silly i was looking at one last thing that had to do with computer stuff i was talking about processors and it made me think of something called moore's law that came out around 1970 and that is that the number of transistors on microchips doubles every two years so if you ever think about the rollout of computers that come out from the big companies you know hp dell apple it's about every two years, even phones, about every two years is roughly when a new model starts to roll out. You might see it every year, but it's it's two years in development, and then they're having to test operating systems, programs, and everything against all of the faster speeds and things. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of interesting stuff. Well, that's about wraps it up. Thank you for putting up with a, Maybe not so interesting and not so much fun.
kind of conversation, but, uh, Hey, it's technology stuff and it's, Oh, it's stuff because it's it. No, Ken's conversation is about conversation about things and stuff, star Wars and stuff we've done. Is this a segue on to try and have people visit our website well, at www.kinscrew.com? Well, I think they should because <laughs> if they want something to listen to, they can listen to several of our postings out there. And, and what, what platforms are can you find us, Dan? Podbean. You, you just passed some. Yeah, Podbean. Podbean is one of them. Uh-huh. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, listen on Spotify, Audible, tune in, listen on Stitcher or Podcast. Get cast. Listen on listen on Spotify. You mean just Spotify? It said listen on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Just say Spotify. I could just say Spotify. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you have any questions, feel free to message us, feel free to comment us, feel free to follow us, and we'll be at, like to answer any and all questions. Or if you have a topic that you want to talk about. If you come visit us on a weekend when we're home, I will make you a latte that looks similar to the one in the picture on our website. So if Why you would you want this to visit? You want them to visit us? Sure. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> they can visit. My weekends they can have been if they booked. Want to. But I won't be able to make the plant flower looking thing in the coffee foam. Or something. Well, you can take them out somewhere else while I'll be oh, sleeping. On the way out. I'm Ken. And I'm Kenny. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.